He knocked on the bathroom door waiting for answer but all he hears is heavy breathing. Desperately trying to calm down from what just went down. He take a breath before speaking. You. Wano, what's going on? Tell me, what's wrong? You say loudly for him to you. Pressing his forehead on his arm, bracing against the wall beside the door, Wano tries to calm down but you are too close to him. Just so happening to glance at the mirror, he spots his eyes that are now a glowing red. Wano, step away from the door, your name, please. You jump back, not knowing he was literally just on the other side, but you slowly come back to the door, leaning your shoulder and head on it. You, please come out. Tell me what's wrong. The smell of your hormones keeps his nerves on end, and the longer you're there, the more vicious he gets. With a punch so powerful that he put a hole in the wall, Wano snarls at you. You jerk back from the door so quickly that your back hits the wall behind you. Wano, go! You literally bark the demand you sprint off downstairs to the living room finally giving him enough space to calm down. Your name's blood is euphoric, unlike anything I've ever tasted. It made me almost turn on. When I sucked just that little bit from a lip, the kick started. Something inside me that's ruthless and greedy. All I wanted was more and more. I look in the mirror to see my eyes have begun to fade back to brown. I'm feeling better now. I felt so good to hold you, kiss her. I've wanted to show her how I feel for so long. It hurts because all I want is to love her like any other man would. But I'm more than a man. This morning reiterated what I already know. It's been a while since I've been in here, and your name is probably worrying about me. I go to the sink to splash some water on my face and take a deep breath, preparing to explain to her as much as I know. Narrator's point of view. Wano joins you in the living room and begins telling you everything he knows about him being a hybrid and choosing you as his mate. Why his expat mates want to kill you and that's why he tried to mark you but instead made things worse. Wano, I didn't know what I was doing. I can relive you off it, but it's a high chance that I could hurt you and that's a chance I'm not willing to take. I'm sorry, your name. He explained the situation without once looking you in the eyes, but you didn't have to see them. The guilt and worry could be heard in his voice. You didn't want him to feel this way, especially when he was just trying to do what he's always done, protect you. Even though you're just as worried as he is, you console him. You. Don't be sorry. I understand you were just trying to protect me. It's just a mistake. I'm not like I'm gonna die or anything. Wang is stiffened as Ayn's words play again in his head. Ayn, she's gonna die for sure. Oh, and there is only one way to put her out of that heat, but that will most likely kill her. 
one of no of course not you see nothing to worry about come on it's saturday let's go to the country saturday hmm? what do you say your smile and cheerful mood you display despite all of this drama lightens the mood it takes one of you a glint of hope and he can't help but smile along with you happy to have the chance to actually have fun with you today you okay then let's get ready if we get to town early we can breakfast at the cafe nearby you say enthusiastically as you stand up from the couch you sprint down the hall to your room and one who follows behind you heading to your grandpa's room i take a long shower while thinking about the seemingly crazy phase of life i'm living right now staring aimlessly into space as i try to cope with the idea that one who really is a werewolf no a werewolf and a vampire the scary mythical creature that my parents warned me about and took action to protect me from only for me to end up living in the same space as one unknowingly what also seemed to make me rack my brain in searching is a sense of fear why am i so comfortable around him even though i seen his true form i mean he even admitted to killing a man to become the way he is now and i'm not scared i know he bite me and i'm i'm nervous about the heat but i'm also happy to have one who i finally have someone around who cares for me again and the crazy thing is that he's been with me all along after getting lost in my thoughts for a bit i actually wash myself and step out of the shower as i dry off the towel rubs across my back and i gasp in pain what is this i turn and look over my shoulder in the mirror and see the scratch marks one who left on me from our unexpected makeout session the flashback of it seizes my mind and i bite my lip thinking what if he hadn't lost control and things were went further i remember how good it felt for him to hold me and how soft his lips were a sigh of me wanted to remain that way gently running my hands through his silky hair while his warmth consumed my body but the other side wanted more than that i can daydream about that forever but i am being interrupted by another sharp pain across the long scratches on my back it's gotten worse i need to put something on it the ointment i keep in my bedroom should can do the trick Bono's point of view. Today is a dream come true in itself. This gonna be my first outing with your name in human form. I will be able to actually go around people without scaring them, and we can go do things together. While your name takes a shower, I search for something to change in from her grandpa's closet. What would suit a young man like me? I think as I search, it's hard, but I finally found something. I hope it looks okay. I will do my best to keep her mind off of the complications of her heat. I don't want your name to worry too much. I want to make her happy and make her feel that everything will be okay. Even if I'm not sure myself, I just wish I knew what I am meant. 
I'm just sitting on the edge of the bed when a pain shoots across my back. It hurt but I just ignore it and try to put my mind on something else as another pain struck across my back strong enough to make me growl. It's probably just pains from my shift. Your name should be ready by now. I'll, I'll go check. Narrator's point of view. You stepped into your bedroom with your towel loosely covering your body till there is the agitated scratches on your back. You're kind of already figuring Ronu would be in your grandpa's room right now. You let the towel down, exposing your backside to the door completely. The pain seemed to get worse by the minute and you searched for the ointment but can't find it. Just as you drop the towel completely, the door is swung open and a curious voice rings through your ears. Wano. Hey, you ready? He stops as he spots the scratch marks on your back. You. Hey, hey, don't look, okay? Don't look. You scream, grabbing the towel, trying to go with what you think is most important. Wano. You're back. Let me see. He begins to walk closer to you. You. Oh, no, I'm fine. It's, it's fine. You hold the towel tighter and step back as he comes closer until your legs hit the nightstand. Can't go any further. When one who reaches you, he quickly turns you around by your shoulders. Wano. It hurts, doesn't it? He's amazed. Realizing that the pain that he felt was yours, he's already connected with you. You. Yes, but I just put some neosporin on it or some tea tree oil. You speak shyly as you squirm out of his grasp and face him. Wano. Your name, I did it so. I should take care of it. Just relax, okay? You. All. Um. You agree reluctantly. You let one who turn your back to him. Keep your front side covered from back completely exposed. He drops to his knees and put the ointment and put it on your scratches. It was hurting very much. But you have to tolerate that pain in order to keep them healed. Another of his actions, one whose simple act of healing you is just another way of building a stronger bond and making the both of you even more needy for each other. Wano gets carried away as he moves to your lower back and you find it hard to breathe normally because your pain was too much. Wano, am I hurting you your name? He asked curiously. You, uh, a little. He stuttered the lie. Wano, I'll be more gentle. Knowing that you're lying, he can't resist teasing you and does it again. Wano doesn't forget what his initial task was to just heal the scars he had inflicted on you. So he pulls himself away from your from you, but not before giving the back of your neck a quick pat though. Wano, Alden. It won't hurt anymore. I'll wait for you outside. He says softly before turning to leave. You. Thanks. You say breathlessly. Although he had already exited the room, he still heard you. You're more turned on than you ever remember being and 
curse yourself for liking what he was doing to you. He was only doing what was necessary to you in his pleasure, right? He wasn't intentionally turning to turn me on, it's just me, I guess, you think to yourself. You try to shake the feeling off, but then you remember and begin to wonder, just because he bites me? The heat cycle? Going out of your head, you get dressed, do your hair and head out to meet one outside. Determined to have a totally not awkward day after this. The plan to get to the carnival early is blown when you stop at the nearby cafe. While you already knew what you wanted for breakfast, Rano had never been to a cafe before, so he couldn't decide what he wanted and the vast penny didn't help the situation. Once he finally picked a few things, the both of you ate peacefully. At least he seemed peaceful. The flirty waitress by the name of Bree wouldn't stop dropping by, only asking one if he needed anything and eyeing him while she tended to other customers. It drove you mad and you just couldn't wait to leave. Luckily, it didn't take one long to eat his meal. Finally, when you get to the fairgrounds, you hear the mix of playful music and the endless chatter of excited children and adults alike. It's the first day of the carnival, so needless to say, it's quite packed today. Rano's eyes are wide like a child in a candy store, wanting to play every game and eat everything. Rano. Wow. You. Wanna try some cotton candy? Rano. Yeah. And that's how the fun begins. With cotton candy in hand and going from game to game. The both of you played the ring toss, skeet ball, lucky duck, darts, basketball, etc. And failed miserably at all of them, but still smile ear to ear. In the midst of the going from game to game, he gets difficult for the both of you to stay together because everyone is moving in so many directions at once. Not to mention the frequent towering unicyclists widening the gap between you and Wano. Not wanting to end up getting separated, Wano gets closer and somewhat reluctantly intertwines his fingers with yours. A little nervous of what your reaction will be. You glance down to see your hand in his bigger one, and your heart seems to jump. He tugs you closer to him, and when you look up at Wanu, he looks unsure as if he is regretting his actions. But when you give him a sweet smile, the unsure expression brightens, and his cheeks acquire a pink tint as he looks forward with a shy smile curving his lips. Wanu's point of view. Your name stays close by my side as we zigzag through dozens of people. Feels like a million butterflies are fluttering in my stomach. I watched from outside the barriers last year when your name had to walk here for a while. Just dreaming of the day that maybe we could be like the couple I saw there. I remember this really cute guy and girl. He was taller than her like I am with your name and they were holding hands. It seemed like she was getting tired, so they stopped when the guy stepped in front of her and crouched down. I found it really odd, but then she did something even more odd. She got on his back, wrapped her arms around his neck and legs around his waist. The guy held her legs and stood up as they both laughed and went about their way. Your name does look tired, though I, I don't think whether we should try this or not, but I want to try this. Warno. Hey, your name. 
He's played a lot of games and still haven't won a Royal Prize yet. He says as he spots a big stuffed animal hanging as a prize at one of the games. You. Yeah, come to think about it, I never have. You state as you stuff a handful of caramel popcorn in your mouth. Ranu, then I'll win something for you. He flashes a smile at you before pulling you around with him in search of a winnable game. After a little while he does. Ah, let's try that one. He exclaims and points to the hammer and ball game. Since you anticipated him dragging you along without warning, you already started moving your feet but still got pretty much dragged. You two have been out here all day, playing and eating and playing and eating. Ronald won you a big teddy bear and you won him a little plushy toy. You stopped eating after your stomach started to hurt from too much sweets, but Ronald seemed unbothered. Now it's late in the evening and you can honestly say you have had the most fun you've ever had in years. But all things must come to an end eventually. And what better way to end the day than with your favorite ride, the Ferris wheel. You. Let's go on the Ferris wheel, Wano. You say excitedly. Wano. Uh, it looks really high. He swallows a lump on his throat as you pull him closer and seems to get taller. You and Wano settle into a seat. The silver bar guard in front of you is the only thing keeping the both of you and, and Wano is not happy. His knuckles appear while it's unflinging to the bar so tightly. As the wheel turns and the seat gets higher, an amazing view of the sunset can be seen and the people below start to look little miniatures. You. It's beautiful, isn't it? You put your hand over his head and can feel how tightly he's gripping the bar. His eyes shut tightly also as the crown gets farther and farther away. Making him internally panic, it gets even worse when the wheel comes to a jerking stop at the very tip top. Wanu, well, why, why did it stop? You, I think it's stuck. Wanu scoffs in disbelief and now visibly begins to panic, his forehead breathing with sweat, fidgeting in his seat as he looks around as if to find an escape, but of course, there is none to be found. To try and calm himself down, Wanu closes his eyes and takes deep breaths, more so like hyperventilating. It was hard to watch because, you know, he felt completely helpless and didn't know how to handle himself. With your small voice, you call him, Wanu. He glances in your direction. You. I didn't know you were afraid of height. Wanu. I didn't know either. You cup his face in your hands and Wanu looks into your eyes as you smile sweetly at him before speaking in your calmest voice possible. You. You'll be okay. They will have this fixed. Wanu nods, feeling calmer already. You let go of his cheeks and look back at the last fiery remnants of the sunset, but Wano doesn't. He continues watching you and if you could see yourself through his eyes, then you would understand. He watches as your hair blew lightly in the wind and your skin reflects the orange glow of the sun. It presently contrasts the, the jean jacket you're wearing over a thrifted sundress and at the very moment that the sun disappeared from the view. Your eyes seem to turn a dark shade of purple. 
All of this was so beautiful, but there is one thing you can't miss because it stood out the most. Your lips. Ronald lifts his hand to your cheek, brushing it softly with his thumb. When you look at him, he presses his lips onto yours before you can blink. It happens so quick that it takes a second to respond, but you do, and slowly move your lips in a rhythm similar to his. The kiss is soft and light, very different from the morning one. You let yourself go in this moment as his hand now rests on your thigh. Ronald tilts his head to give more leeway for him to enter his tongue into your mouth. Time ring with you even so lightly. Finally, the first meal jerked and began. You expected Ronald to get startled and stop, but he didn't. Instead, he holds the back of your neck to make the kiss even deeper, not ready to let you go. Engaged in yet another makeup session, your minds aren't focused on anything but each other. And it takes a few particularly loud clearing at the throat from the operator to break out, to break you out of it. One pulls away and a huge grin paints his face while yours is covered in embarrassment. That the operator and other people who were waiting to get on were seeing you two people kissing shamelessly in public. You, up, come on, it's time to go home. You say in almost a whisper as you grab Ronald's arm and get off the ride. Ronald just lets you drag him away as he giggles at your cuteness. You're all flustered and embarrassed because, because people saw him kissing you. He, on the other hand, could care less what people saw and would kiss you in front of a packed stadium if it meant that everyone would know you're his. As you were approaching the fairgrounds exit, you were tired from walking all day and now you have to walk all the way back home. You sigh as you begin to make the long journey to the path through the woods. Wano, tired? He asks suddenly. You mumble tiredly. Yeah. And at that moment, Wano decides that it is the time to finally try it. He quickly stepped in front of you and crouched down, assuming that you would automatically know what to do. You, what are you doing? Wano, get on. You, you're gonna give me a piggyback ride? You giggle questioningly. Wano, oh, that's what it's called. You, yes, and you better not trip because if you go down, I'm going to. Wano, I only tripped once while trying to save a little piggy from the big bad wolves. You, hey, are you calling me fat? Wano, no, I don't care about your weight. You're beautiful no matter what. You're left speechless as your cheeks burn from Wano's honest words. He begins to walk on the way home, happy that he's finally been granted the chance to do with you today what he's seen other couples do. He said, I love you, your name. I always will.